You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Okay, but whatever. It's still... Uh, that property, so if if it's right at a million, it's worth what, maybe fifty percent more. Property taxes are. It's still not pretty... worth five million, dude. It's way closer okay. to the million that okay. I said it was worth. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Your <laughs> shit. I think that house is worth more. Honestly. What happened to that epiphany? What I don't know. Last week's epiphany. Week. <laughs> it was one week only. I wrote about it this morning because I finally did the blog. Nice. We're recording a day early because Jeremy. Sucks. It's episode 274 of the new Utah podcast. <laughs> um, it is the uh, last show of the month uh, since next week's show will actually be the first of the new month. So it is a uh, historically significant Utah week. Yay. Yay. <sighs> there was much rejoicing. Yeah. Within my mouth. Um, <laughs> what? What? That's what I, I uh, my calendar today was fantastic. It was the Facebook like symbol, you know, the blue thumbs up, thumbs up the suited thumbs up. Uh, and it said, uh, you don't have to like me. I'm not a uh, social media status <laughs> 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 or I'm not a status update or something like that. Nice. Yeah, really fucking good. The one a couple days ago said, I'll start being nicer when you start being smarter. <laughs> and also exactly me. Like this calendar is spot on me. I love it so much. What did mine say the other day? Something like, oh gosh, I can't remember now. I should go grab it because I was totally looking at it going, if I post this, people will start to hate, but it's true. So anyway, we are recording a, a day early. Not that you guys will hear this any earlier because, you know. The you, magic you, of podcasting. You get it when I say you get it and not a damn minute sooner. Um, it is the same time every week now because I schedule them because I'm lazy. And I'd forget otherwise. <laughs> Back in the days where I had to get up in the morning and post them, like, and didn't like schedule releases, some sometimes it was hit and miss whether or not they got out at a certain time. So I like the scheduling much better. That was in their very early days, though. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just a matter of whether or not I do a blog post in the first three weeks. And I, we were doing really good for a while. You guys, you guys do really good. I shouldn't say we, because it's always me. No, that one time was really badly me. Yeah. I, blo- I, I had everybody totally backed, backed up. up. <laughs> I do need to tell you guys how to do it yourself, because I think you're capable. Um, it's, <laughs> I mean, pretty I don't want to know nope. how to do it. <laughs> we are not capable. <laughs> um, anyway, that's neither here nor there, but we're recording early because, uh, Jeremy has to go to St. George to talk to old people. Down to St. George to talk to old people. Swindle them out of their property. It's hot. Good oh, luck. It's going to be really hot. Yeah, enjoy August in St. George. Yes. And, uh, maybe you won't it have, be too bad. maybe you won't have flooding. I'm sure there's flooding. <laughs> <laughs> it rains at all. There's been so much flooding. It's crazy. But not compared. Like, did you see the floods out in Tennessee? Oh, yeah. Oh, those were bad. And now the like, northeast is getting hit with a hurricane holes, they haven't seen in years. Whole sections of t- town are like two or three feet under. Well, not under, but yeah. two or three feet running down the street. Yeah, I think they were in, in the northeast, they were saying uh, like the Boston area hasn't had an actual hurricane since like 1990-ish, I think. Boston. Yeah. It's a small, it's like a, it's a slower storm and it's not, I think it's even just tropical now, but, uh, 
they weather hurricanes very differently on the northeast coast. Those storms are pretty brutal up there. Yeah. Well, and we had this last weekend, we had another round of crazy storms here. Did you get the wind, the 70-hour, 70-mile-an-hour wind up here? Yeah, we got the bursts of wind. Uh, my trees are in pretty good shape. So when we went for our walk this morning, there were some downed branches. Yeah. But our... Don't, don't don't do the candy flip in the mic. <laughs> um, My but, parents lost their peach tree in the. Oh, sad. that sucks. Because it, it, it it's ripe, not quite ready, but darn close. But the wind was just enough that it split right down the middle. Oh shit! That so sucks. There's no you know, it. <laughs> walking around my neighborhood, my next door neighbors are a prime example. They have an apple tree that fruits its ass off that they don't fucking take care of in the park strip that they've just allowed to bush itself. Because that's what they do if you don't control them. They basically just it's turn into bushes. Bush. Not really a tree. Yeah, you got you to umbrella the... Yeah, you got to umbrella them. You got to cut them. You got to trim them. And you got to cut them. And that actually will help them not get fucking worms if they're not touching the goddamn ground. And you get bigger, better apples. But obviously, they don't care. They don't care. So they just fucking fall on the ground and they don't even clean them up. But there are a bunch of these trees around the neighborhood. There are apple trees all over the place that people just don't take care of. And I would kill for a mature fruiting apple tree. When our our tree, it's every other year. Man, we love we love our apples. Yeah, we've we've done apple pies, apple sauce. I keep telling Bree, I'm going to get some fruit trees and stick them in the backyard. And I, well, I'm I'm at the opinion if you're going to plant a tree, plant uh, plant something a that you can tree. eat. Yeah, help the bees, help yourself. Yep, help whatever other bugs are prevalent. We got we got a couple of those in our neighborhood: peach trees, apricot trees. That they don't touch them. And Heather's like, I want to go take them. And I keep telling you, probably. Good. Or even you just knock, knock on, on the, the door. door and hey, I, can I pick your shit? You can see it falling all over Half the road. Half time, it's just old-ass people. They can't take care of them Don't anymore. want it or care, so. So, uh, speaking of that, there's also giant fucking weeds. Um, oh, yeah. Like, the weed that we have that's like a sticker weed, is perva- it has taken over most of my park strip. It's all through my damn um, driveway, and it's all over the neighborhood. Almost every house has them, and I've never seen them before this year. Now, they've got that, like, thick, viney stem, and it's not just this neighborhood. I see them everywhere. They're the ones that, are they the ones that look kind of like dandelion, but... They kind of make a thorn. Thicker. Yeah, they're... they're so, like, it'll, you find them, like, in the bottom of your flip-flop, and it looks like there's, like, a little... Oh, you yeah. pull it out, and it's like a little thorn. Yeah, I'll show you guys when you leave what, what I'm Those talking stupid about. Stupid stickers. Horrible. Oh, they're such bad stickers. I've ruined, I think, three pairs of flip-flops this year. From stickers, you need to be getting better than. <laughs> I was just gonna say, flops. um, I think you need to invest in some better shoes, Julia. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, but that takes effort. The Smiths two dollar fresh value flip flops are not it's, quality. I just go to Walmart and grab the three dollar pairs. The pair of flip flops <laughs> that you get from your pedicure are not meant to be worn <laughs> regularly. How many pairs of flip flops have you purchased this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably four. four. Okay. I think one so or two you've spent, are gifted. But. So you've spent about 12-ish dollars. So start saving up your money instead. <laughs> wear real people's <laughs> shoes. Right. And so, then you can buy a pair of flip-flops I, that don't get ruined by stickers. I, that's why I buy these re-flip-flops like once every probably two years. These last about two years. And I pay... Thirty bucks, forty bucks for them, depending. And uh, they're super comfortable. They have arch support, uh, and if stickers go in them, I can't feel it. So, and he can just pull it out and keep wearing them. But what happens is they get in your shoes, and then you deposit them on your flooring. Yeah, and then they loosen, and then I walk around and find them. I'm gonna outlaw candy. 
<laughs> that was pretty loud crunch. It was Some like of it, was a, it wasn't mic. a crunch, it was the mic, yeah. Yeah. I just heard the flip after the mic went. <laughs> she went I don't I can't is that a good approximation? When it hits your teeth is the problem <laughs> with your mouth open. Yeah, that wasn't static, that was Breeze. Was it a Jolly Rancher? Sure is. It's did you cherry. Just, did you just magically find those in a pocket down here? No. She found it on the carpet. Nope. It only had three hairs on it. <laughs> I have a whole ginormous bag of hairs, and I put them oh, in my pocket. Then down. I forgot I that I one. had them in my pocket. To keep them warm. Thanks. So you can both chew on candy. You only have the, the blue ones, Cross. I can't, yeah, I can't chew. I, the, I want a watermelon one. I'll, I'll be doing what she does, which is suck on them. No, I like click, clack on my oh. teeth. So yeah, that's that's a no no for me. I got I talk too much on this podcast. Um, Maybe it'll shut him up if we give him one. Uh, <laughs> then we'd have like an hour of like dead air. If that happened. <laughs> Pretty much. Like we'd if occasionally I, go like wow. If I have to do something sound. and I turn around and like I'm not talking, it just goes silent after a second. So I have to keep the show going. I have to keep the wheels turning. The train on the tracks. <laughs> We're gonna talk about trains later. Um, Fanex, um, so Fanex is in like three weeks, I think. So like the sixteenth, seventeenth, and fifty third. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you just say the fifty third? Yeah, because I don't know. The okay, date. well I'm pulling it up. Just give me two shakes here. Yeah, sixteenth uh, through the eighteenth of September uh, is Fanex. So that is how many weeks from now? About four. One, two, three. So three weeks. In three weeks, we will have Fanex. Three and a half. One, two, three, four. Okay, yeah, whatever. So in our episode, in I don't, it doesn't matter. It's very close. It's less than a month away. And my point is, they still haven't sent any of their tickets out. And I'm wondering what's going to happen, because I don't know with the Delta variant what their permit's going to allow, like how many people they can have, if they've oversold the show. Yeah, they Bought your tickets? Oh yeah, like they're just. Well, we bought them from last year. Yeah, oh. and they canceled last year, so which just carried our, our thing over. So I'm I'm genuinely curious. They're still selling tickets, and so I just don't know, like, because they haven't announced anything. Like, you know, I went to that convention a couple weeks ago in Las right. Vegas, and you had to be vaccinated to enter the convention, which I think personally is a fantastic idea. They won't do that here in Utah. No, they probably won't. Um, also, it would alienate a big chunk of their audience. I was at a health information management conference. Like, it's healthcare. My my conference this year is still virtual. Yeah, a lot of them are. And, I and went today. <laughs> I'm still here. Um, but my point is, um, the I, I don't. They haven't mailed their stuff out yet. They said they're working on it, but it's cutting it really close. Like this might be the closest to the actual event that they've mailed stuff out, which is kind of dangerous considering postal service times are really kind of sluggish these mm-hmm. days. I mean, most of it's probably local, so it's probably not a, a, a huge deal, but I found that interesting. I will say about this Fanax in general, I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention. I haven't. There's some heard. supernatural folks coming. I haven't heard much. I mean, usually you hear a lot about it. I haven't really. Yeah. Misha Collins, the guy that plays, um, I don't know, one of Castiel. the characters. Castiel will be here. Um, there's, uh, the, um, people from some shows. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it's like the worst part for me is to know actors. There's, there's a handful of guests coming. Um, um, one, um, Zachary Quinto. I know he's coming. Quinto. 
Spock, the new Spock, right. the better Spock. How about have they announced any of their uh, their what classes, their panels, panels and stuff? Uh, I don't know. I haven't uh, really looked. I don't know. So my thought with this one is, it's probably we're not probably going hey, to be Mur- Murray from Impractical Jokers is coming, babe. I oh, love sweet. him. I sweet. hate Impractical Jokers. That's a I jokesters. Love that show. It's a fine it's show. It's so stupid and fun. Um, Ming Chen. Who's from uh, the comic book men thing? Um, Nick Carter. Uh, I don't know. There's some number of people coming. Some. Are oh my God! Loretta Sweat from Mash is coming. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so is Jamie Farr. Gonna <laughs> um, wheel her out like in a wheelchair and prop her up. No, but I, there's a bunch of older people that really. Oh hey, Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things is coming. Cool. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I'm not like, usually I'm pretty jazzed to go. And this year I'm just kind of like, meh. And I don't know how much I'll be, you know, into like checking out panels and all that sort of stuff. Like, I don't even know that they have, um, all their panels listed out yet. Um, I don't know what their vendor floor is going to look like. Um, day up there like you do in the past you're just going to go up for the day no we're just going to go up for the day we want to don't want to have to board the dogs and um i think we're both planning on working a little bit more than normal probably uh so we'll you know we'll be up there and um i don't know that we'll be like oh we gotta stay till nine o'clock from nine in the morning like we'll probably be a lot more easygoing about it yeah Um, just go for the afternoon evening yeah, and see, you know, walk around the convention hall is always a big deal. We'll probably, you know, handpick some panels that we really like, but I don't know. It seems like a lot this year, um, and I don't know about being around all those people. I gotta imagine they're gonna require masks. You would think, even though it's Utah, I gotta imagine with an event that that size, responsibility states that they would require masks. Yet stadium on fire, no masks. That's You're true. Outside though. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can't get COVID because you're outside? <laughs> true. No, it's just better or ventilation. because you're eating? Outside with whatever, 7,000. Yeah, that was a, like, yeah we're friends. still all coughing seven, on the back of each other's seven. heads. At Lavelle Edwards, buddy, 60 plus thousand. Whatever it was. Like, it's not seven. It was It was a lot more. It was a lot of people. Anyway, a lot of people. Yes, we were outside, but. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of difference other than you don't have recirculated air because you're still that close to each but other. But it's funny because, like, the food court area oh yeah like shoulder to shoulder uh-huh. like coachella kind of packed in there and that was inside because that's underneath. please stop saying coachella coachella it's coachella it is not coachella coachella it's coachella yeah but it's the better than coachella y'all know that why are you so angry i am because i hear him say it all day is it because day. you're dying <laughs> yeah how come you're saying coachella so much yeah, it's like you his just, favorite words. It's, the last it's a good weeks. reference for a do lot you, of people. Do you want to? No, a lot of people have never fucking been to it either. That's the best part because it's so like, like Woodstock. It's for famous people to like go the real Woodstock and influencers that, that some twenty or thousand people were at, and I don't know. just reference Sturgis. Half a million people know, claim they were there. I know plenty of people. Sturgis. I know plenty of people that go to Coachella every year. No, I, I said the original Woodstock. Oh, there's a lot of people. Went to, there were like two hundred thousand fucking people that went to that concert. We were doing some math today. About like age and stuff. <clears throat> and Chris was saying that his mom was born in 61 and Don was born in 69. So I realized that my ex-husband is only eight years younger than my future mother-in-law. Could almost be your dad. 
That is so weird. <laughs> no, Don could. Don is not old enough to be my dad. But I said yeah. almost. Yeah, Woodstock is four hundred thousand attendees was the estimate. Original, but like five million people said they were there. I don't think there are five million people. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> that candy is just really yeah making you tongue tied. And yep. and Coachella, uh, Coachella. Was, Coachella is five hundred thousand, <laughs> half a million. Trust me, there are plenty of plebs that go to Coachella every year. Um, it is not just for celebrities and influencers, but they all like to go too, and so that's what the pictures are that you see. Burning so, Man. Now that's for psychos. <laughs> psychos and heavy drug users. <laughs> Pro- Acid trips. Usually they're, usually they're both. Does your breath stink? Does it smell like dog farts? Yeah. Well, when you're eating candy <laughs> and the dog farts, it gets in your mouth. <laughs> oh, stuck. <laughs> Sticks to that candy. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry, but Julia, you're dying. Apparently, so. I don't know. It just says it on the notes. So you're don't. the one who wrote the notes. I didn't write. That. I wrote that. Oh, Dad wrote the notes. Yeah, Julia's on bed rest while she's here at the podcast, not at bed. Right. I didn't yeah. even know bed rest was a thing if you weren't pregnant, but apparently it is. I'm not pregnant. Uh, I was getting some blood work done. Did just... they do a pregnancy test? Are you sure? Um, I'm positive I'm not pregnant. Um, you're positive? Like it was a plus sign? I am sign? sure <laughs> I am not pregnant. The plus sign generally means you're pregnant. I is it the little red negative? Not. That's, is it two circles or one? They're lines, It's dumbass. lines. I'm pretty sure it's two lines I have when you no are. idea. But so you've had a pregnancy test to, to positively confirm? I had this thing called a period like oh. a week ago. <laughs> that doesn't matter. You My mom had her pregnant. period her for the first like four months of her pregnancy. That's right. weird. Anyway. So I was this just getting some, right? Yeah, let's not talk about periods anymore. <laughs> you guys started that. Okay, so uh, I was just getting some blood work done to look for fibromyalgia, and uh, they were like, okay, have fun, bye. You'll get your results in like a week or two. I was like, okay. What fucking lab and she do you calls, go to? And she calls us the next day, and she calls dad over and the house over phone, and over ate, and, then and I- over. But I was, I'm printing, so I've got. But my, she's yeah, she's calling the house. You know why she's calling the house phone, right? That's because you that's your contact. That's, that's what the you've number listed you've as your listed. contact. I put myself first. It wouldn't let me do two. I don't know. There's a bug with their. Anyway, thing. so I noticed the phone's ringing over and over, and I'm like, great. So I pick it up, and the person on the other end has an Indian voice. So I'm thinking, scammer caller, and then, but she's like, is Julia there? I'm like, nope, she's at work. Well, can I get her cell phone number? And I'm thinking, nope, she's at work. And she's like, well, this is her doctor. I was like, oh, let me get your cell phone number. <laughs> wow. Jeremy the racist. I guess. Right? Well, we get... She was just trying to save your daughter's Who life. Who calls the house phone? The solicitors. The, that, yeah. We and don't even have a, so- a house or, phone. Or the doctor's office. Or the doctor's the phone number but you give them. When they have an Indian voice, I, it, that's... She's a little hard to understand. who you're spammer. My old doctor was Indian, but I had to leave her. But yeah. So anyway, so the doctor so calls and gets a hold of you. She calls me and she's like, "Do you take steroids?" I was like, "No." She's like, "Are you sure you don't have to lie to me?" Right? She's like, "Do you work out a lot?" No. <laughs> you definitely knows Julia. attest to that one. No. She's like, "Okay, well, um, your uh, creatine canase, however canase, however you say that, is it creatine or creatinine? I don't know. It's creatinine. Yeah, that's what however it you say it. CK. Yeah, that's creatinine." My CK levels were almost 3,000. Uh, in a healthy person, when they're done with a really tough workout, it shouldn't be more than 200. Mm-hmm. Um, You're walking around creatinine levels like sub 100. So I usually. should, in theory, be ripped. 
<laughs> no. So she put me on bed rest to or be like, okay, we'll trauma. have you, we'll have you not do anything for a few days and then come back in just to see if it was a fluke. It dropped a little bit. So now it's, it was at 1900 out of, again, 200. Better than so 3,000. So now so I'm just waiting do... for an urgent call from a doctor, and I probably have to get my kidneys flushed and stuff. I was going to say, are they going to do like a, a round of tests to see what else could be causing that? I mean, I'm sure. They tested everything in my blood, so the only issues were that, and then my kidneys are just backed up Did they do a it. urine test for you, too? Not yet. Fucking creatinine levels and not do a so, urine test. Well, that's... she was checking my blood for other yeah. stuff and just happened to be like, eh, we'll just look for muscle things too while we're at it. Yeah. That sounds like when they discovered that I had pancreatitis, they decided to just run all these tests. I don't want to say you're, I don't remember what these baselines are. So if I'm totally wrong, I'm totally wrong. But it, your, your baseline amylase is like 15 or 20, so something they're... like that. And mine came back at like 250. And they called, and they called our house phone. But that was when I was sixteen, there Julia. That was so that was when 90s. people didn't have cell phones. And they're like, "Hey, we need to talk to your parents." And I'm like, "Well, they're bowling." And they're like, "Yeah, you need to be coming to the hospital now. Like, you're going to die." So that's awfully similar to the story that when I was sixteen, where they're like, "Something is bad. Something is bad, and we need to right. do something right now." So are they doing any kind of imaging? Uh, to see if there's any like foreign bodies dealing your kidneys she, dealing with. She she sent my test to a rheumatologist with an urgent note, and I'm just waiting. Stop to your hear drinking, Julia! My gosh, you never had a drink in my life. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a while. It's that off market Spanish fly you've been taking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy stuff from Mexico. That's all I can say. Cheap Mexican <laughs> pills. I get those emails all the time. <laughs> Well, hopefully, there's a uh, reason you keep buying them. Hopefully, I actually find out the cause and can get it under control because that's a like, that's a really bad spike. Like that's kidney failure levels of creatinine. Yep. Uh, I think five thousand is when you get hospitalized, and they put and your ass 10, on dialysis. Ten thousand is like muscular dystrophy; you can't walk anymore. Yeah, it's it's pretty like that. Three thousand is really fucking high for doing nothing but going boating in Bear Lake. Yeah. Well. Maybe it was the the lake water. That's what I said. Maybe you drank some lake water. Drink some lake water. It was pee. <laughs> you drank Maybe some it was pee. a bunch of activity that like triggered something weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hopefully they can figure out know. exactly what the I'm cause is. I'm always sore. I've been sore nonstop since my second vaccine in March. Yeah, but I don't think that's the vaccine that's. But that's me why sore. I went to her. That's the long term effect the of the mRNA for the muscles because I was like I put in for her months See, ago you guys heard it here that's that's the problem with the vaccine now julia has a spike in creatinine level months after she <laughs> takes her second shot right no the soreness the soreness just never went away so months ago i tried to get in with her and i only just now got in for tests yeah that's interesting and that's, now uh, autistic what i mean only no. now <laughs> yeah. i'm kidding yeah. it's gotten worse since the COVID like, shot. The most opposite of autistic <laughs> you can get. But we were teasing Sean about it because she got her booster the other day. And so they were like, oh, now she's autistic again. I'm like, well, what if she started out autistic and then she got like, maybe it's the other way. A double Burst negative. <laughs> so what uh, you have a is your virtual conference today and tomorrow or just today? it's actually all week. But because I have that's why it says and virtual education actually have training right so months ago i signed up for a class because i'm working toward another designation and it was supposed to be in person 
And they did a little survey a few weeks ago saying, with the Delta variant, how comfortable are you? Survey says we're not meeting. Yeah. So they decided to make it virtual. Um, But on top of that, our annual conference that we have for the software that we use, that was scheduled for this week, too. So I did all the keynotes. I listened to all the keynote speakers today in my first class. And then I have another class tomorrow. And then I told my boss, sorry, I got to do this other thing that I signed up for months and months ago. And then my boss was like, well, who's covering for you on Wednesday? Because I have meetings. And I'm like, well, I didn't look at your calendar. I didn't. I just assumed you would be back up. Well, it's been on there forever. I'm like, well, mine has literally been on there for months. And I know his hasn't been. He just doesn't bother to look because I'm just always at work. So he's just assuming that I'm there. Dude. It was really annoying. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm I'm doing a bunch of virtual stuff, but it enables me to go. One nice thing about being virtual is it enables me to go to this conference and do my CIC because otherwise I would have had to had to have picked one or the other. But because it's virtual, I can do both. Is it live virtual or? Yep, totally. I mean, there are some pre-recorded things that you can listen to and about an hour after each session, you can listen to it like if you missed it or something. But the the first play is all live. See, I, you could tell there was at hymns. You could tell that some of the um, conference, like it was a pre-recorded presentation, and then they kicked over to the people live so that you could ask questions. But like the presentation was very much pre-recorded. Um, but I actually like listening to stuff like that. Like I'll, oftentimes I'll sign up for webinars on stuff that I'm interested in, and then I just won't show up for the webinar. I'll just watch the recording that gets sent later because I can fast forward mm-hmm. uh, if rewind there's stupid stuff. The 20 or minutes rewind. of introductions. Yeah, like, oh, this is, I'm from this university with this thing and this thing and this thing. Okay, I get it, dude. You're a fucking expert. Just put it up on the screen and it's get like on with the topic. It's like crappy YouTube videos when you're trying to, when you're trying to like, Five minutes how, of how do I change something in my by. car? Oh, the worst! I'll skip through the twenty minutes of the. The worst is the how car videos the where yeah. they're talking over the sound of the engine, and you can't hear a guy dang thing. I'm trying not to swear. <laughs> I just caught myself like midway. That was really funny. A god dang, <laughs> god dang, god darn it. <laughs> Uh, so we, uh, we wanted to do a couple things today. Uh, we're not just going to talk about the historically significant place in Utah, which I'm actually quite excited about. I'm, I'm, I really like the topic. Um, but we also, you know, fall's coming up. Um, as Bree has been saying, she missed her entire summer thanks to surgery. Um, so instead we're going to talk about fall activities in Utah because Utah has a lot of really fun fall stuff. One of the things that a lot of our guests have said is Utah has seasons. So we get, some of them are shorter, but we get a true winter, a fall, a spring, a summer. And if you're picky and don't like that, you can go down south and only have two seasons. So. Um, summer and then less hot summer. So you, you have choices here in Utah. That's the two seasons down south, by the way. It's really just one. <laughs> summer. Summer and less hot summer. Because like winter down south is like 80. St. George is like 80 in winter. And I get You get like a half inch of snow, it's gone by the end of the day. It doesn't even snow in St. George like ever, basically. They get a, they'll get a dust. When it does, it breaks palm trees. Oh, yeah. They can't handle it. They'll get it's a dust. Kind of like Texas and other places that'll get a dust. Yeah, but the difference is in St. George, they don't fucking have 1,200 accidents when they get a dusting. It's true. In Texas, everything That's shuts because down. Everybody who lives in St. George used to live in Salt Lake and they're <laughs> retired true. to St. George. That's so true. Yeah, so they know how to drive in the snow. Well, and really, like thirty minutes away from St. George's Cedar City, and which is the same temperature as usually yeah, is here, which gets snow. 
So we're going to go through, uh, there's a whole bunch of different lists that, uh, that we found out there. Um, uh, and in the interest of saving trees, I don't print all these anymore. So we're going to go through some of them. Um, so there's a bunch of different places. So like blogs, uh, Utah, I'm just going to tell you all now what they are and then we'll go back and go through some of the lists. So there's Utah. You have to control click in Google. <laughs> Clearly not. Uh, I don't know. It works for me. I opened them all. Now click on the link. That's dumb. That's how it works. <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Utah Utah's Adventure Family, which is a, a blog from just a random couple, I think. There's um, uh, UtahValley.com, uh, which I think they call themselves Explore Utah Valley. Um, there's Vacations Made Easy, which is a cool blog with a bunch of vacation crap. And then there's Morgan Boulevard, which is another blog. Um, but I dug up a whole bunch of stuff a little while back, and we never got to it. Um, so I thought we would talk about it now because fall's coming up. This is a good time to, to talk about it. One more that's not on your list is only in your state. Oh, yeah. Is that on there? No, it's not on oh. your list, but they always have, they always have good stuff things. like this. Yeah. They're hard to print, though, because they have lots of pictures. Well, but. and that's the case with all of these. That's yeah. why we didn't print them. So most of them have this, which is fall drives or fall hikes in the mountains, um, especially the canyons. So one of the things that we have up here in abundance is canyons. Uh, and so uh, when you go up like Big Cottonwood, Little Cottonwood, Mill Creek, Provo, Apparently American Logan. Fork. Yeah, Logan's Logan Canyon. Oh, Lo- Cache Valley is at like that drive from, from Logan to Bear Lake. That mountain canyon is so beautiful in the fall. Yeah, it is. Um, the leaves just change. Now, fall in Utah comes pretty quick. So this is, you know, pretty timely because September is really optimal, like mid to late September. Yeah. And then you might get a couple weeks into October in most years before leaves start falling off the trees and it becomes wintry. Uh, and then usually by November, there's some snowfall starting to yeah, happen. Yeah, so you've so. really only got a few weeks. Yeah, you got about like mid mid to late September through mid-October, uh, October basically, is what you have. <laughs> What? She's Julie. taking pictures. She's trying to take pictures and trying to get me to smile, but I'm also <laughs> talking at the same time. We had this discussion. Yes, yeah, that's Chris fine. Chris doesn't ever smile anyway. You look like that's an true. idiot in every picture I take of you. That's fucked up. That's because I'm talking, and when you show the camera to Jeremy. For, no, I sit here, and I wait, and I wait, and then you smile for half look, a second. Look, now he's smiling. Okay, let's yeah, do and you it. already started talking again. Let's do it. Let's there do you this go. thing. Yeah, th- thanks for the background noise, Jeremy, because otherwise it would have been silence again. See, I try. So. I know. What the, now you're doing the the the, uh, the Nixon Nixon thing? I'm doing the Nixon. Bree, I'm bringing it back. Smile. That's not Bree's doing the. Candy. Hold on. You know what? You know what oh, I should do. You know what I should do. What's that? The cruise ship look. Oh yeah, do the Hold on. do the cruise ship look. You got to She's not even paying attention. No, he's going to do. She the was taking a picture of me sticking my Jolly Ranch, but she can't listen. So you're going to do the cruise okay, ship. Okay, so he's look? doing the cruise ship picture. I think that needs to be your wedding picture. That is so legit. I told her I'm doing it in the photos. Got to have at least happy. a couple. Do it on at least one. Did you wedding. get it? That's like the best picture ever of me. I'm I did. sure. <laughs> Next to you with the cat and the lasers. Instead of lasers, the laser you, cats. Was yeah. Cool. What's what's one of the other classic backgrounds with the like like. The, the square paint spatter. Well, there's paint spatter. There's like your own face, like twice, like <sighs> the reflective. Yeah, that's like '80s <laughs> style right there. So anyway, you know what they used to do, and I have a picture with my grandmother like this, my great grandmother like this, was they put one person and then they put the other person as the shadow. Yeah, like Kip and <laughs> Kip and Napoleon, <laughs> their pictures in that background. Your mom goes to college. 
Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, hikes are really great in the fall. Also, it's not are bloody we're not hot. About, we're not talking about drives. We skipped a bunch of hikes. Well, no, I said drives and drives hikes. Drives and hikes. So, and the cool thing, like, you could do like the whole like American Fork to Provo Canyon loop because the Alpine, loop. the Alpine loop there is really, really pretty. That's a good long drive. Um, you have to do those earlier. Um, Provo Canyon where you've got Bridal Veil. Mm-hmm. That's there. a... Squaw Peak Road, South Fork Road. All those are pretty good. Hey, did you lock the door, by the way, after these guys came in? No, it's open. Um, I've always wondered if she's going to be able to open that since it pushes out. Bree so. will be back in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep going. The dog might try to attack the Amazon driver because he's putting something on the porch. She's like, that's my house, motherfucker. What do you put on my porch? I'll kill you. You didn't run this by me first. <laughs> I don't hear about this thing coming. Um they put so some of these lists are very specific, right? So corn bellies, corn maze, and we talked about corn mazes quite a bit. Um, I think like two years ago, when we did an episode where we talked about a lot of corn mazes. Yeah, because last year there was nothing. They are very popular in this state. Um, we we have a lot of them. We grow a lot, not as much corn as like the Sun Belt, um, but we 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 uh, definitely grow quite a bit of corn. Um, and I think sometimes we grow corn just to run corn mazes. It's, it feels like wouldn't surprise me. But it's probably, uh, what is it? Popped C- corn. Cattle grade, no. C- Cattle grade corn. What do they call it? Livestock grade. Yeah, whatever. So that it doesn't matter if it's feeds the mammals. Trampled on. And, uh, yeah. but, so corn bellies is one that, uh, one of the sides recommends. It's um, probably the biggest. I want to say it's the biggest one. It is pretty big. It is pretty big. And they usually open up towards the end of September, beginning of October, and yeah. they go through Halloween. I'm wondering if this year they're going to open earlier, since last year they got zero revenue, because it was all shut down. They yeah, because of the it. COVIDs. Uh, they might. Um, you've got Gardner Village. Uh, they do the witches in the fall. Um, they do the fairies in the spring, I think. Yeah. One of my the guys I work with, his wife is one of the witches at Gardner Village. For the thing, that's cool. And then they, 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 I know they also do like the pumpkin carving contests, and they've got a lot of family oriented. Yeah, Midway also does a whole bunch of stuff like that. Like that's a pretty good fall destination because they have like the Sleepy Hollow haunted wagon right up there, um, and Midway just has all sorts of weird shit like that going on. Like they have the train. I don't know what it is in the in the fall. Um, the Heber Creeper. Yeah. But that's not Midway, that's Heber, but it's basically the same place. They're close enough. Park City typically does Halloween, fall-related things. Yeah, lots of pumpkin patches is another thing. So we have a lot of them. That Peterson was one Farms. thing that there was a lot of last year. Uh, our good friends at Peterson's Farm, there's just one of the bigger ones on the south end of the valley. Yeah, in fact, a lot of the farms do pumpkin patches and wagon rides and hay rides and stuff like that. Um, a lot of farms. And so as you get outside of Salt Lake City proper and you get into uh, Utah County and you go north and into like Weber County, there's a ton of that stuff uh, to be had. Um, there are some Halloween light displays out there um, if you want to go seek those out, um, you know, from Lehigh up through, I think even Ogden has some. Um, I realized that the month that I'm going to be decorating for at our house before we leave for our wedding is going to be Halloween. Yeah. There's there's also a lot of uh, haunted houses are big enough all year. We've done a, bunch, uh, a couple of episodes on haunted houses. We'll usually do one uh, when it comes closer to Halloween, yeah, talking we'll about list. some of the, the ones we want to go was to. Three years ago, we went to Asylum 49. Uh, something like that. That's a fun episode. You should go back and listen to that one. That one was cool. Um, one thing that you can do at a lot of the ski resorts in the fall is take their gondolas and their lifts. 
um, or just go up there and stay. So you've got uh, Sundance, um, not not Sundance, um, Snowbird, Snowbird does Oktoberfest oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. all all of September. Um, oh, and they also have that adventure thing that we did where like you can oh, yeah, they, the, they have the, the adventure slides. they have the adventure park stuff where they like have, they like, have the, the mountain slide the zero gravity um trampoline trampoline and What's they it? have like some falls they have like a couple of um what are those things where you go and you climb through all of the different things that i rope love courses. Rope courses. Course. wasn't that one of your work party things yeah, yeah. a few the, years ago the alpine slides and they have a lot of stuff up there um and when they do Oktoberfest, there's the you know the weekends are the big busy yeah. time but you can go up there and stay. That's a really good idea, like especially well, up, if you're a drinking couple. Up there, it gets cold fast, so they yeah. have a little bit shorter season for that stuff because they'll typically have snow well, yeah. by, by Thanksgiving it, or sooner. But it also gets really cold. But the other cool thing you can do is, you know, at, there at Snowbird, you can take the, the lift all the way up to the top. Um, Sundance does the same thing up in uh, – Sundance in Provo Canyon? I think it's in Provo Canyon, right? Yeah. It's along the Alpine Loop somewhere. Yeah. Um, so th- those are things that you could do. Um, obviously football games. I don't know what this is going to look like from a university standpoint this year, but football is fairly it's, big in the fall here. Far as I know, they're still on schedule. Whether or not there's a lot of fans, I don't know. But as far as I, I haven't heard that they're not playing. As far as I know, that the, the colleges will have their football season this year. Yeah, I mean, you you can go to uh, farmers markets still. Um, oh, the, yeah. Fall's a really good time for farmers markets because that's when you get all your your apples and pears. I'll be at and, some of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, late season fruits. You get a lot of your ciders. You get a lot of your um, a lot more artisan made type stuff in the fall. I gotta say for my myself personally, the early earlier spring farmers market. And the fall farmers market are my favorites. Yeah, I like the heat of summer because you have the min- the most options. Although we went this weekend and potatoes were hard to find. Peaches are plenty. Potatoes. Pot- potatoes. Greens were hard tough. to find too. So yeah. I know we were talking potatoes. I got quite a few, but none of mine are big. Not like you know. According to your wife, you did not get quite a few. You probably got way less than you should have. Way less than I should have planted. That that batch we did at your birthday party was yeah. all from our garden, but at none least of them. We got more than one, like you. Yeah, none of them were big. One, my one was about the size of a quarter. Normally, I've got. Yeah, you got some, most uh, of yeah, them. I've are got fist size. I got big ones too. Usually, so. this year, I got quite a few. You're making me feel inadequate, Jeremy. Stop it. Well, I'm just yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, weird potato. I mean, weird garden year in general, but it really was potatoes. I finally got a cucumber yesterday. Yeah, I've got a couple of those upstairs. <laughs> um, I need to go. Uh, this isn't garden talk time, but I, I need to go um, uh, check. I want to try and dig up the rest of my potatoes this weekend. I've got carrots for sure. I can see them poking nice. their heads out. So I do have pumpkins. I had a lot of radishes um, that I let grow. Yeah, um, radishes are just that's a bad garbage. Idea. Um, so uh, let's see. What are some other stuff? Um, there, Evermore um, and Thanksgiving Point are both great. Uh, I don't know if they're on these lists, but uh, they're both pretty cool. Is Evermore um, going to be open? As far as I know. I'm pretty sure they're already open. They've, well, been, they've been open for a long time. I mean, they're co- open year round, but I just saw s- I just someone saw post home. on Facebook that they just opened they're like a little soap shop in it. Just or with something. the COVID stuff, it's been weird. Yeah, no, they've been open the whole time. They haven't really closed. So. Just kept their numbers yeah. down. Yeah. It's funny because you go through these lists and it really is. So obviously there's, there's all the Halloween stuff like we talked about, but the corn mazes, the pumpkin patches. Um, apparently there's a Halloween cruise that you can go on. I don't know where that's at. It's down in, in Provo somewhere. Huh. Um, 
Like on Utah Lake or yeah. something? So there's a bunch of haunted <laughs> places you can tour as well. Uh, and we've talked about a lot of them oh, yeah. uh, over the years here. So um, there's also some specific stuff, and I don't know how many of these are going on, so I don't know if I want to dive into them. Like Chalk the Block. Um, oh, I don't yeah, know that's, if that's happening. That's big, but I don't. I haven't heard. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it this year, this so year. it may not be happening. Um, there's... Uh, um, yeah, see, a lot of these are all the same. So there's just lots to do. Um, I can't express enough just to get out and go do stuff. Uh, Utah is beautiful. Oh, there's, uh, boo lights usually at the zoo. They oh, yeah. do zoo lights, uh-huh. uh, around, uh, October. They do some sort of special lights. Um, actually, fall is a really good time to go to Lagoon for like a date night. Oh, yeah. The Frightmares. Um, the Frightmares is, is a lot of fun. They still run their rides during the day. They do the haunts at night. Um, you can do what I do, which is just go on the terror ride and, and the Dracula ride, whatever that <laughs> one's called. I can't remember. The haunted Dracula's house or something. Whatever. Yeah. That are uh, so bad that that's what makes them good. Dude, I love them. They're so campy. It's great. <laughs> it's absolutely. They're great. everything you think about when you think about a crappy amusement park yeah. scare house. Well, and even in, even in the city, you could go to, um, like Wheeler Farms is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and as as we're coming to fall, support the local farmers who have their pumpkin patches. Yes, yeah. it's going to cost more than a Walmart pumpkin, but they've had a crappy year. You know what, though? It's also an experience. Like, if you're going to get pumpkins, it's not... It's most likely not. Let me don't... I don't want to exclude any of our audience, but likely it's not like... Bree and I are not going to go buy a pumpkin together because we don't carve pumpkins because we don't have little kids and pumpkins are fucking gross. Right. And I know there are some older people that just do pumpkins because they think pumpkins are awesome and they're older. But generally speaking, you do pumpkins because you have kids that want yep. to carve pumpkins. Yep. Well, if you're going to do that, make it an experience. Mm-hmm. Don't just go to Walmart. Go let them pick a pumpkin out of a field. Here's a little insider tip. Those pumpkins in those fields didn't grow in the field. Some of them do because they are pumpkin fields. Right. But not the level of yeah, pumpkins like, that they're selling. I there. bet. I bet maybe a fifth, if that. I doubt it's even that. I bet it's less than ten percent. We're actually grown in that same in that field. spot, but it doesn't change the fact that the pumpkins, like the pumpkin patch experience for a kid, is awesome, and that's part of the, the 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 nostalgia. And you can't get that from just picking out a pumpkin at Walmart. Right. And I, Kuhara Farms has a really cool one, and Peterson Peterson has a really really cool, cool one. one, and it's decorated and there's stuff and picture opportunities and. And wagon ride that I'll yeah, probably have to do some sort of recording stuff. On we, and we usually, I mean, even though my kids are getting older, we still like doing it and we'll, we'll spend an yeah. hour and a half there. And then we'll typically buy other things in the little gift shop. We'll buy other squash and stuff. Yeah. But support the farmers. Yeah, it's a way to, yeah, and, and don't go to the like corner lot on 90th and state street or whatever other lot is selling pumpkins. Just don't, don't do that. Go sub those. Yeah. Not that those guys aren't local. A lot of those guys, that's all they do year round is sell pumpkins or Christmas trees or fireworks, but they're not local, like farmers and stuff. So go support the yeah. local farms, it's really. Like Farmer Luke, he does grow some right there, but then he's got property all around. So he is the one growing them. Yeah. And there's that pumpkin patch on 90th as well. Um, and like 27th West. Did you put that on a ship, like ship deck? I just photoshopped you onto a ship deck. Nice, you got to post that. <laughs> Things kids can do with phones these days. I don't that's know how awesome. to do that shit. I take a picture, I'm like, well, that's what it is. 
Anyway, go support the local farmers, though. Go go get your pumpkins at a local spot. Enough of that. We can move on. <laughs> Did you save the Amazon person from the dog? There's nothing out there. But the, there was clearly something out there at some point. There's literally nothing. Not a car, not a kid, not a cat, not a neighbor. There's not even wind. There's nothing <laughs> out I'm there. telling you, no one's going to try and break into this house. <laughs> that dog does not stop until we tell her to. There's been a couple times we've come over for things like to watch her or let ourselves in early. Oh, yeah, she goes nuts. Then she realizes it's but just you're me. friendly, and she's like, oh, never mind. She'll chill out, but at first it's... Yeah, yeah, and it tackles up usually. Uh-huh. So <laughs> It's probably a little frightening. It, it is interesting, though. Like I've, uh, This is like way fucking off topic, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting to me because she now recognizes vehicles. So she knows that it's you guys when you guys pull up. Or Jack up. or John. Yeah, she has legit, like when Jack has pulled up before, she has gone to the door and wine wagging her tail because she knows what... Jack comes to my house one day a week and she knows what his car looks like. Well, technically we only come... Because he doesn't even get out of the car. As oh. soon as she sees it coming down the street, she's like at the door whining with her tail because she loves the shit out of Jack. I don't know why. Jack is like her favorite person that isn't He calls us. her best friend. That's funny. But, and, and she knows what John's car looks like and what your truck looks like. And she doesn't get upset. She's like excited when she sees Yeah, them. she doesn't like bark when we come up to the door. I mean, not until uh, we come in and then it's the happy, excited bark. Yeah. But, but because she knows you guys and, but it's before you even get out of the vehicle, she knows it's you guys. It's, it's, it's weird to me that she is able to identify vehicles. I don't, I wonder if it's not by, uh, vision though if it's by listening like the way chopper used to know when like brian or that's true that is true chopper can't do shit anymore though that dog is so deaf (laughs) like i'm not kidding it's like chopper brie was brie was five feet away from him on the couch he didn't (laughs) didn't even blink yeah he's like he's so deaf I have to I have to touch him to wake him up if I need him to do something. And I'm, I'm, I'm now doing a lot of hand signals because even if he can hear me, he acts like he can't sometimes. So, poor old boy. Yeah, he's at that scene off. He's in good health. Pretty good health. She's all excited but, now because I yelled chopper, and yeah. now she's like making a, a problem. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so now we're gonna get on to our. Uh, it's okay. She being cute. Do we do we have Don't a tarot card? He's way over Are there. You doing your tarot card? No, I didn't the bring cat. the deck this time. The cat. She was literally this far away from. Oh, stepping I thought on you cat. meant chopper. This. She has a sister and two brothers. This is why it's hard to make Actually, it. She a, has three sisters. And this two is brothers. why it's hard to make it a, a regular segment, Julia. You can't just. This is the one time I forgot it since we started the segment. Stop throwing garbage on my stuff, woman. Here, we'll I'm Google. giving you crap. Get there, it? That's crap on the floor Did you now. just throw... <laughs> okay, Google, give me a random tarot card. Uh, let's see what Google does. The Google box. It's going to fucking do it on everyone's phones now. Randomtarotcard.com. Is what? Says the magician. Um, an opportunity or idea will present itself to you as if by magic. Uh, oh, it's magic. It's not Wakas Lakas Pakas. Not this week. No. Fucking that was Did last you guys week. see the Twitter post I made? That was so good. No, I don't read Twitter. It was I some knockoff Harry Potter. It's so hilarious. Did you see the picture I chose for our uh, Facebook post? Mm-mm. 
It's like Harry Trotter or something. <laughs> that's the one I saw and thought that was that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, that's spot on. Uh, Jeremy's ridiculous. Um, that should be my new intro thing, though. The hawkus, 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 <laughs> whatever. No, no, there was a better one in that, in that grouping, I remember. Um, so it is historically significant Utah week, uh, this week. Uh, we have chosen, this is, this is, uh, an interesting spot to choose, but there is, Really quite a bit of history around this, and there's some significance. And we actually chose the Utah State Capitol this week, um, this month, I should say. Um, and I'm probably going to, when I do my notes, I bet you I use the wrong capital. I bet you I use the one with the A instead of the O, because it needs to be the one with the O, not the A. Capital. Because the A is the city. Like the letter. Yeah, the capital Capitals. letter. Yeah. Capitals. So, so um, I don't... I would like to start back at the beginning of Utah history because I think that's, it's important in this story. And so back, we did a whole episode on this as the place. Um, but essentially July 24th, which is why we celebrate Pioneer Day on this day has nothing to do with the founding of the state. It has to do with the discovery of discovery is a loose term it has to do with the Mormons going, this is where we're going to settle right here. This, yep. is, this is what I want to do. So in 1847, uh, the first settlers arrive here in Utah and an and in um, 1849, I put 1949 in my timeline. <laughs> that is wrong. It is in 1849. Um, we actually applied to become a state, and we tried to become the state of Deseret. So, so I, I kind of knew this, but when I was doing this research, I rediscovered it, and I was like, oh, yeah. So originally, when they declared the state of Deseret, it was nearly all of Utah Nevada, parts of California, Arizona, Idaho, Colorado, and Wyoming. And I believe at that time it was and still... And California. I think it was still all Mexico. And, yeah, technically Mexico owned it. Um, and then Brigham Young called it the Great Basin Empire. <laughs> yeah, that's why That's why the United States was super excited about it. Was like, um, no. <laughs> yeah, so all of that area it, in 1848... Uh, so it was, it was before Deseret. Uh, but in 1848, that's when, um, Mexico ceded, um, basically what we now know as the Southwest to the United States. So California, uh, to, right, down into New Mexico. But basically. in 47, when the Mormons got here and they claimed all of that for themselves, it's still, it was still in Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, yeah, we settled this. It's Mexican, but it's ours. We claim mm. this in the name of God. <sighs> yeah. God said we deserve to be here. Because that's what you do. If God says, then... Fuck you guys. This is ours. That's, I mean, really, that's the way we, mankind's been doing it for thousands of years. But uh, while we're denied statehood, um, we uh, do become a territory in 1850. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, then you have essentially um, some sort of territorial assembly. You have a legislative body, in a sense, more like a town council for a big area. Um, and we were meeting at that point. In a bunch of different buildings. So, um, but we were in Millard County. Fillmore, the beautiful area of Fillmore. Yeah, so originally, uh, the cap, the, so the territorial house was built in 1851. Uh, and at that point, our capital city was tagged as Fillmore in Millard County. Is that, yeah. yeah, and it's because if you took a look at, at our massive geographical area, that was pretty much centered. Yeah, and they thought this is the perfect place to put a capital city. It's central to the entire territory. Right. Like everyone will be able to come here. And so they went. Um, they didn't finish the building. They actually finished like I think just the south wing. Yeah. Th- so the rectangular center and the two wings coming off of it, uh, 
for a whopping twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, which I mean, in today's money, that's that's significantly more. But yeah. I still think it was less than half a million in today's dollars. But they didn't finish the whole thing. Nope. Yeah. So they, they did the rotunda and two short, stubby little wings. Yeah, off and it. and uh, um, basically they decided back uh, in eighteen fifty six. Hey, um, Fillmore sucks, man. There's nothing here. No, because keep in mind, the Mormons settled northern Utah. They settled the Provo River Valley. Oh, yeah. They they or Utah Valley as we call it today. They settled Salt Lake Valley, um, and that's where the population was. So that's where the services were. There were railroads there. There were roads there. There were trading posts. Um, but down in Fillmore, just like today, there was basically There's nothing. nothing. No, there's a hospital and. <laughs> I know, I can't remember if it was in this or when we were doing that, this is the place, but, but the Mormons settled some like 275 communities at that time, of which most of them were failed. Mormon. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and, and, uh, so Fillmore didn't work out, and the people said, we don't like driving down, or driving down there, we don't like taking our horses down there, cause it's a long way. Um, horse and wagon was not a, a great, you know, well, we don't want to go down there. Rough. Yeah, and and there and again, there was nothing there. There were no services. There were no buildings. There were no homes. There were no hotels. So there that was like, before Beavers. So you couldn't even you couldn't even talk about Fillmore. Beaver. Couldn't even you couldn't even get Beaver squeaky cheese. Beaver cheese. True, it wasn't there. Fillmore mushrooms weren't even a weren't yeah. even a thing yet. The um, closest thing was Cove Fort. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so in December of 1858, they decided that the seat of government would be Salt Lake City. Uh. Yep. Uh, and Salt Lake, uh, uh, Salt Lake City was named the capital, which I don't know why they didn't do it in the first place because that's where everyone lived. Uh, and, um, at this point, they're now using like the Salt Lake City Council Hall a lot of times for meetings. Arsenal Hall or Arsenal Hill. Yeah. So Arsenal Hill is, is a little bit later. Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal because it's where the, it's where the military uh, kept all of their armaments yeah. for a while. So that was its nickname. That wasn't what it was. Yeah. But that's, that's, but that's yes. still even later because they build uh, a council house at one point, um, which is used quite a bit for, for meetings of the legislative body. But in 1883, that was destroyed. <laughs> This is the craziest story. So the council house was on the corner of uh, Main Street and South Temple. And it was just a square building that they met in. And um, But right next to it was a wagon depot. And the wagon depot in 1883 caught fire. And inside of the wagon depot was a bunch of black gunpowder, which exploded <laughs> and destroyed the council house. So here we are. You know, we became a state... Um, Right after that, relatively, right? 1896. But here we are as a territory for 40 years, 30, 35 years, roughly at the time. We still don't have a place to actually do any of our governance. That's because, uh, they just were doing it from the church office building. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, they were, they were meeting wherever they could. Like Salt Lake City Council Hall was used quite a bit. So, um, then in 1896, Utah gets granted statehood. We still don't have a capital. Uh, in 1880, it was 1888. Yeah. So right after, uh, 1896 was statehood. So before that, in 88, the city of Salt Lake said, Hey, we don't have a capital. Here's some acreage in Salt Lake City. Here's 20 acres, uh, up on Arsenal Hill. Um, you guys can use that for building your meeting halls. Up on Capitol Hill. Uh, it's cap- what is now known cap- uh, as Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. It was called Arsenal Hill, though, because that's where they stored munitions. It was a munitions depot for a long time. Yeah, because that was just a big dirt hill, and yeah. they could put stuff back behind it, but it would 
protect if something exploded. It would yeah, and if from. you've been up on Capitol Hill, the landscape is actually kind of nice for that because right. there is a little valley back behind it. So, uh, okay, so in 1888, uh, we donate those acres. It's not until 1909 that the state actually says. We got to back up to 1891 no, with their don't. first attempt. So 1891, they decide we got to do something about this. So they actually hire an architect. And back then, architects were quite different than they are today. An architect back then ran the whole project. He was the architect, the engineer, the lead foreman, everything. So, so anyway, they hire an architect out of Michigan to drop the plans. He does drop the plans, sends it to him, and... Uh, Myers was his name. He had designed the Missouri State Capitol, Texas State Capitol, and Colorado State Capitol. So he knew what he was doing. So he sends them the plans, and then he puts in his estimate for a million dollars for the cost to build it. And uh, Utah said, no way. That's too expensive and pulled the plug. We've always been very frugal folks. You're going to see that as a common theme as we go throughout this fucking (laughs) process here. (laughs) Because in 1909, are we ready to go up to 1909? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the state legislature then says, uh, and actually this was very heavily driven by, um, what was Governor... Um, John C. Cutler. Was Cutler the one that did it? Because I know... Cutler's the one that actually got it through. Well, Others in 1909, said, it was Governor William Spry. Yeah. That yeah, that's of? who I was thinking of. It was Spry in 09. Okay, so Cutler was before him. Yeah, Cutler was before him. So Spry finally gets approved in 1909. Um, the, the legislature approves a seven man commission to design and build the Capitol. They set up a two and a half million dollar budget, but then they didn't, uh, have a way to pay for it. <laughs> so they're like, okay, this guy could have built it for a million back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day being, you know, 20, 20 years, something before, years before roughly. Uh, but no, uh, we waited. So now it's, we're going to hold off to prices go down. Yeah. Two and a half million. <laughs> And I think, you know, at this point, necessity is really driving this decision, but they did not think it through. So the next year in 1910, they actually had to make some constitutional amendments so that the state could borrow money in order to build the Capitol building. Because at this point, the state didn't have enough money to right. sink into such a large you know, project. Well, and the feds had also said at this point, 1909, Utah, Louisiana, and North Dakota are the only three states left that don't have a Capitol building. A Capitol building. It's time. Yeah, you guys got to get on that, or we're going to revoke your statehood or something. That's not really the thing, but but they, the, the the federal government. Yeah, the federal like, government okay. was like, you you can't fucking run it out of someone's shack in the backyard anymore, guys. Yeah. Like, you have to legitimize yourself. No um, more running it out of Hooters. And what's interesting is we didn't even get really any state money until we get. Now it's funny because depending on the site that you read, it sounds like uh, the Edward Harriman estate. Um, Harriman, by the way, not H-E-R-R-H-A-R-R-I-M. Uh, Edward Harriman was the owner of Union Pacific Railroad. Right. So he dies. And they uh, kind of jacked his family over. Yeah, so he actually <laughs> dies in 1909. Um, and and then they, 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 in, they involve a 5% inheritance tax. Yeah, so an inheritance tax isn't a bad deal. In fact, that's probably one of the reasons our tax code's so fucked up is because we don't really do a whole lot of estate taxes. But essentially they said, look, he built the railroad here. A big chunk of his fortune was earned here. He also had another company that he he had uh, started here yeah. um, that was not railroad related, um, like a, like steam engines or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but basically, like his widow. Oh, the trolley the trolley car system. Yeah, the trolley car stuff. He, three uh, and a half million. Yeah, and so on the trolley car system. So they say, hey, 
you know, he's died and you're getting this money, uh, Miss Widow. You actually owe us a bunch of taxes. And so we end up collecting almost $800,000 in taxes. <laughs> Which on is still quite a bit of money these days. And honestly, it's not like she fucking noticed the money at the time, right? That's so much money back in 1910. Well, and they, they, they were worth 3.5 million just from the trolley, let alone. Yeah, all the railroad, the railroad stuff, which is obscene. So, yeah, I know, but it's just kind of funny. <laughs> but it's but, but depending on because I read you know a whole bunch, and depending on the place that you read it, some of them make it out to be like it was a gift from the estate. Yeah, it was not a gift. It took two years to, ta- to, is, to um, tax them. Edward Henry Harriman, president of Union Pacific Railroad, had passed away in 1909 without any con contest his widow mrs mary mary w harriman wrote a check for the full tax amount of her late husband's investments the sum of seven hundred and ninety eight thousand five hundred and forty six dollars so they're kind of like trying to make it sound nice but it's basically like (laughs) this lady just turned over this money because she didn't have anybody else to help her like fight it in any kind of way no i they look. It took two years. He died in 1909. It took him two years to collect this money, but it was absolutely a tax. So with that tax, and then now the ability to issue some bonds, uh, the state is able to pay for what they've budgeted, uh, and now. There is a competition that gets created to find architects. Um, so it's not just Utah; it's across the country. They say, "Hey." Uh, Put into design, and this is kind of a nice like thing, like put into design our capital. And so they basically get all these architects to create plans and mock-ups, and they might not be final, but basically do most of their work for free to, to decide who gets to run the show. Which there's still a fair amount of that that goes on in the bidding process with large buildings. So that's, I mean, yeah, that is yeah. a common thing. And typically what, yeah, you typically what you do is a basic floor plan and an elevation to show. The building must be fireproof. That was one of the stipulations. Well, yeah, the because, be the count, because the council building blew up several years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, they do this huge competition, and I'm sure this is part of why Jeremy wanted to do it so bad, because our capital is absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, eventually they settle on uh, Richard K.A. Cletting. Who happens to be a local Utah? Was he Mormon? Uh, I don't, it never said. So I don't Probably. know. Probably. So he wins know. the bid. And like Jeremy said, the architect basically runs the show back in those days. Uh, we still don't have a whole lot of um, building requirements. Right. <laughs> There's not a lot of codes, so to right. speak. And so the architect kind of gets to run the show. And I'll let you talk a little bit about the construction stuff, Jeremy. All right. So just one little bit more about the architect. So once he was awarded it... Uh, as as would have been part of his bid, he goes he tours the country, looking at other state capitals, uh, and I want to say, in the nation's capital. Yeah, there was there was one or two it talked about as being his main inspiration, but anyway. So, it, the, so if you look at our capital, it's very clearly inspired by the United States capital. Yeah, the United like States capital, and there's three others that th- are very throughout similar. the nation. Uh, Utah, Minnesota, and Rhode Island all look very similar. So yeah, he gets to embark on a field trip. Yeah, year long field trip to go check all these, these out. So anyway, uh, then PJ Morgan was the company that was a lot of the excavation. Yeah. James Stewart and company was the general contractor. So they start, uh, excavation, um, December, groundbreaking December 26, 1912. Day so after Christmas. Day after Christmas. 
and it says that they had to so the way our capital is is it sits up on the hill but the way that they did it and if you'll notice if you drive around it how when you get up to the front there's just i don't even know how many a bunch stairs. of stairs then you get around to the back and you're level at least four at least four yeah like <laughs> at least four stairs probably like a hundred i feel like that's a safe guess there's, there's, there's a lot, lot of stairs anyway so what they did which though, is really cool actually it's a beautiful design the way they did it is they actually for photography ex- excavated the site so that the back of the building is at ground level and then the front cascades down and looks down over the whole valley. But it said that in the excavation, uh, they used a new steam shovel. <laughs> There's a little kid's book. I don't know if anybody else remembers this book, but it's like the steam shovel and they, he's building the basement to, I think it's, it might even be like a state capital or government building or whatever. And he built, he digs it all out perfectly. And he does it in record time and realizes he didn't leave himself a way out. And so they make him the boiler of the building. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's a cute little book. So what they do is they, they built uh, temporary train tracks all around the build site to get stuff in and out. Uh, one of them is for the dirt. So they take the dirt and off the site and then they go dump it in City Creek Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They, Again, not a lot of building codes back then. Yeah, they things got to have kind changed. Of do whatever. Things yeah. have changed. There wasn't as much in City Creek Canyon at that point. Well, and let's be fair. Like, the dirt probably wasn't poisonous. It wasn't contaminated. Or, no, you at know. that time yeah. it wasn't. No. So then they also had to um, do a right-of-way with Little Cottonwood Canyon because of the... Oh, they fucking took it over. They took the whole damn canyon over while they were building yeah. this. They yeah. said, so this they, is ours. These railroads are ours. <laughs> yeah, they paid for a right-of-way, or they leased the yeah. right-of-way, which they means... St- you still have to get right-of-ways. Right. Like, so, you have to get bonds for right-of-ways and stuff. So that that was to get all of the granite that came out of there. So the granite that they used for the state capital is the same granite they used on the Elias Temple. And that, and and uh, a few other buildings downtown, too. Uh, Cathedral of the Madeline. They also used the same granite quarry for Cathedral. And then, yeah, there was, like, the Lions Club and the Masons. And there's a, a number of those buildings downtown. Yeah, the, it's specifically Utah granite, which is freaking awesome stuff. The whole building, all of the exterior is built in this granite, this stone facade. Um, uh, really beautiful stuff. And this stuff is massive. And to think of... How they did it back in the late nineteen or the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. No, it was the early nineteen hundreds at that time. Going up into the canyon, and and this stuff is perfectly square chiseled. I mean, and it is massive. Yeah, big, big, big <laughs> sheets of, of of granite that are, are this facade, and it's it's so beautiful. I love this building. So then the building actually went up fairly quickly. Uh, started in nineteen twelve, nineteen thirteen. The basement foundation, everything's in place. Uh, April 4th, 1914, then Governor William Spry, uh, resided over the cornerstone. Yeah, so they placed the cornerstone, um, and, and basically inside of there is a time capsule. Have they opened it? I don't think so. I think it's still underneath the stone. It's like a hundred years, or it's gotta be more than that, because that was 1914. Yeah, they, they might not ever open it, but it basically is stuffed full of, like, so, news yeah. of the day. Back then, that was the very common for, for, Buildings yeah, like, like this. the judge building has yeah, one. And- to have a, a, the cornerstone uh, with all of the information. So then uh, summer of 1914, second floor is going in, exterior walls. Um, then ni- October 9th, 1916 is when it is officially finished. And 
I'm, I'm kind of rushing through this. Fill in what you want, but I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about the renovation they did yeah, a few years but, ago. But before before the building's completed, this is this is really important. So, um, because October 9th, nineteen sixteen, was like the dedication. That was when it was complete, complete. But but it wasn't complete, complete because no, they didn't have enough money to do all of the things that he wanted. But it to was do. done. It was done. The like they weren't doing any more construction at that point. Finished prior work. prior to that. Um, they had actually started meeting finally in the Capitol. The legislative body had met in the Capitol, but our Capitol houses the judicial branch. It houses the, the legislative body. So the, the Senate and the House, uh, a bunch of offices and the, and the governor's offices, like all the, you know, different positions, yeah, the governor, governor, lieutenant uh, governor, governor, all of their different offices. Yeah. So February 11th, 1915, they actually had their first session. Yeah. That's when they have their sessions. And then in October of 1916 is when it's actually finished they're not doing any more work on it um and they're able to use it for the rest of the government but like Bree said um you know again we're going to go back to budget it was budgeted at two and a half million and even though uh cladding had a ton of vision for this thing and really wanted it to be special there were a lot of things that he wanted to do that he wasn't allowed to do because budget dictated they had to cut that corner or had to cut that piece out. One of the things that they were able to do is dome it in copper. Yeah, from Kennecott. Yeah, from from uh, Utah. Which copper actually supply. back then it would have been Bingham Copper at the well, time. I yeah, think. I think so. I think that's but, the only but one copper from Utah, which is cool. Yeah, which is really cool. The granite's from Utah. The copper's from Utah. Most of the lumber was from Utah. Like this is a building that was built from stuff. That came from the state of Utah. Most of the which glass is, yeah. was, was made here. The murals were made here. The artwork came from here. The the huge beehive out front was a sculpture done here in Utah. And that's one of the things that's really awesome about the Capitol. And if you've never been inside it, you really should go see it. It's absolutely stunning inside. The rotunda is amazing. Um, and, and again... Do they still have the glass floor? I think so. I think so. Um... Um, and in 1978, when the building's just 60 something years old, it becomes a national, uh, registered with the National, uh, Historic Places or the Registry of National Historic Places or whatever that's called. So there, it says the original construction cost, eh, two point, almost eight million, equivalent to 45.1 million in 2019. But today, the building itself is worth like five billion dollars. Yeah. Is what I say replacement cost. So if if you had to rebuild the whole thing, if it blew up because the wagon uh, house <laughs> next, next door, <laughs> five billion. <laughs> There's nothing next door to this thing. I mean, there are some other buildings now on the the property on the twenty two. There's the old church still, and well, the and, then, and then the old town hall is across the street that they use for office buildings. That they actually and disassembled and reassembled on location. Yeah, and it's and it's four floors plus a basement, right? Right. Um, but the the basement. It's, it really but don't get in the elevator. It's a little creepy. So, so I want to talk just a little bit about the renovation that they did. So that renovation, do you guys remember that? It started in 2004. It was like a long time. Went to 2008. So yeah. a four-year renovation, and it was massive. Well, it's the first time. I mean, the building had had some slight renovations over the years, but you got to figure this building's approaching 100 years. Yeah. And has not... And, Think about how much has changed by 2004, and it's not seeing right. major upgrades. In well, the and the, the big driving force was earthquake, uh, which is why I said there's not really a basement anymore. Right. So they had so 
according to code in in 2004 buildings had to withstand a 7.3 magnitude earthquake now when i say survive a 7.3 that does not necessarily mean the building will be usable afterwards it means it doesn't collapse it means it means that gives you time to you get you can out. get out of it so when people say oh it's earthquake proof no nah, there is no such thing as earthquake proof but you're supposed to be able to get out buildings of the made of thing. jello well and and this is this <laughs> they is just a, jiggle this is kind of a difference. <laughs> you, of the get, you have enough time to get out. It doesn't just. We didn't really understand earthquakes in the early 1900s. We right. had no idea what kind of fault line we sat on in right. the early 1900s. And by 2004, that was well known. And then actually for 20 plus years, every building built in Utah was being built with earthquake right. standards. And now everything, yeah. everything is built with earthquake code. With high end earthquake code. Yeah. Um, so they begin this uh, massive frustration in 2004. Some of kind of the interesting things that, that I found out, though, um, the exterior had asbestos on it. That was Shocker. used as waterproofing for the dome. Of course. It was built in 1900. They, they used inmates from the Utah State Prison who were working in the Correction Industries program to remove the asbestos. <laughs> but they did. They, 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 I'm sure they were wearing. Oh, I'm positive suits. they were wearing stuff, but it's like, oh. Okay. Uh, they renovated the, all the HVAC, plumbing, electrical, which is obvious by that time. And I'm sure it had been updated to a point, but was probably sectional, like this part got updated, this part. So they went through and they gutted. Yeah, they gutted everything and redid all, all the wiring to modern wiring. HVAC, um, all of the windows, uh, let's see, in the 60s, they'd been replaced with aluminum clad, so they tore all of those out. There's over 550 windows that were all put in with... Um, mahogany trimmed energy efficient and some of them are bulletproof windows um and important parts <laughs> and important parts they matched the 20 or the 1916 original carpet when they areas where they replaced carpet uh, but this is one little section that i found very humorous um the dome drum or the circular base that the drum uh, that the, that the dome sits on had been leaking for years because the architect had designed it to use terracotta. Oh yeah, which which pleads to, and to, cracks, which weeps to yeah. keep it from leaking. The contractor used stucco and plaster instead <laughs> to save some money. So this is one of the perfect example of if you don't follow the damn plans. This is what happens. And you know, and it, it was, was damaging all the steel and concrete inside. Yeah. So yeah, the steel inside is rusting out the concrete, the, the plaster, the murals on the wall. It's seeping into all of that kind of stuff. But you know what happened? They didn't have cell phones back then, but, but whoever got a hold of the contractor is like, you know, this is going to cost us a lot, but I got Joe over here that says if we do stucco and plaster, it's the exact same effect. If it's going to save us like a ton of money. So they, f they fixed all that and they shorted <laughs> up with a bunch of con, like an, uh, like a six inch thick, yeah. thick concrete wall. Uh, and they also, um, put in, uh, basically an electrical system to prevent corrosion on the steel. Yep. And uh, it's funny. They went back and they put in the terracotta. As originally prescribed yeah. by the architect. Well, and that's a thing that a lot of stuff like that happened. So they did do a lot of the things that Cletting had originally planned, and they added the stuff that he had planned. That they well, and do. the uh, uh, yeah, the the interior finishes that he had had on the plans, but they just didn't have the budget for. So a lot of that was put back in. That, but by and large, the biggest thing they did with that renovation because it was the driving factor was the earthquake proofing. Yep. Uh, and so they had, you know, original footings that they had um, down under the basement were just regular f concrete footings. Like 
They're just like like conal structures, essentially. From the 1900s. So what they did is they put in what's known as a base isolation system. So the best way to explain it is if you've ever seen, like on a big truck trailer, those shock-looking things with the rubber on it, and then when it, when it goes over a bump, you can see it compress. That's kind of the concept, yeah. but on a much bigger Basically scale. underneath. And if you go, I think Wikipedia's got a pretty good picture of it. Um, if you want to visualize it, you can just look for the Utah State Capitol on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it is, it's, it's, I mean, it's really cool what it looks like, uh, under the Capitol, but this is all in what was the basement. And so there's not really a basement anymore. <laughs> right. So there's over 280 of these. Um, isolation systems. And what they did is, yes, everywhere where there was a major footing, a major spot footing, a pillar, a post, all of that kind of stuff, uh, they shored everything up and then they put these Put an in, isolator in. And then they actually disconnected a lot of the posts so that they're only there for they're just decoration yeah, now. They're, they're not them. really supporting because this system is supporting. So what it does is it's very rigid side to side. Oh no, it's very rigid up and down, but, but it's flexible, flexible side, side to, to side. side. So it's not going to go up and down. So if you have an earthquake, the building will move side to side, but yeah. it won't give up and down. It allows the earth below it to move kind of like jello. Like you say, it's kind of, so it allows the earth to move, but it keeps the building. Well, it's kind of like the Stanley Hotel built on that floating foundation. Yes. It's the same kind of yeah. idea where the found, the earth underneath can move a little and the Building's going to be okay, right? So, this uh, upgrade upgrade cost thirty seven million dollars. That's actually not too bad. Well, it also added two new buildings, right? I really feel like that's not very very much money compared. To no, not three. really. Not even in two thousand four dollars. Like that's yeah. that's that's relatively cheap. And again, they built two additional buildings. At the time. Right. So the, so the two new buildings and all of it came to a total of forty six point two million dollars, which at the time, so in 2019, when this particular article was written, it was the most expensive state capital complex in the United States. But it is fucking beautiful. I don't, and there are other, on the, on the grounds of the Capitol, there's the office, the state office building, the house building, the Senate building. There's so much artwork up there. Um, the, the interiors of this building. So I know, like, High schools do dances there. I, I remember when I was in high school, we had one of our dances there. I know you can do weddings there. Uh, they might, do. Not, might not during COVID, but normally, Right, yeah. right. Uh, because that grand staircase is absolutely oh, it's amazing. gorgeous. With a skylight above it. And, and yeah, and so the way that that dome, the, the dome and the, the area around it was designed in such a way that the glass would let in the maximum amount of light. So being built in the early 1900s, Back then, there, I mean, there was electricity and there was electrical lights, but it wasn't like the same. There are today, and so the use of glass to let in light is amazing. So I don't even know if there's lights in the rotunda area. There probably is, but they don't. Yeah, have, they are, there are along in the, the outskirts and stuff. But there's and, not, in and the there center. are some in the center for evenings. For, that's true. And cloudy days. But during the day, like that whole building. But they is, don't. Yeah, they don't light it during the day when uh, when it's not cloudy. It's lit up. And it's gorgeous. And it's, it's so it's, bright. It's just. And the floor is glass underneath. Like it's these glass tile square things. That big mural on the floor. Yeah, it's just It's amazing. such a beautiful building. And the thing is, like if, if you've never, like if you've never been there, even just going up there and standing on the front of it and looking out at the valley is, is quite breathtaking. But the, 
the the Capitol building itself, um, man, I just I don't know. You just really have to go there to experience it because it's just such an amazing building. And the thing is, most of it goes unused during a good chunk of the year. We don't have the legislature in session. All but like six weeks out of the year, I think, is their session time. And maybe a special session. And I mean, certainly they, some of them have some offices up there and they have office hours. But most of that building, you know, a lot of it goes unused, which is why you can rent it out for that sort of stuff because we still are a part time legislature. High school dances and weddings and. So apparently there's a bunch of symbolism too. So there's angels, a beehive, a cornucopia, an eagle, laurel leaves banded with ribbon, lions, meander motif. Um, there's a pentacle, pine cone, a pole star or the North star, ram's head, rosettes, wreaths, and wyvern. It's a type of a griffin. There is also an Edward Harriman Memorial, uh, up at the Utah State Capitol. Remember our, our late Union Pacific Railroad guy who, that who donated, that, who donated basically a third of the cost <laughs> <laughs> via the way of estate taxes. Oh the, man. Probably the coolest thing about our state capitol though is when you're standing at the front doors looking out, you can see the entire Salt Lake Valley. So the location that they chose was, uh, Perfect. Thank you, Salt Lake City, for donating that land and having the foresight to give us a beautiful piece of land for the capital. Which really, at the time, it wasn't used for much. No, it was garbage. It was a freaking ammo dump. <laughs> so, I mean... It, well, and it was it, it was hard to get to because if you think about, you know, transportation then... Because oh, yeah. the hill is it's like... Cl- it's pretty steep. Like, I don't steep, like to go up there in the hill. winter. Yeah, it is a tough hill for sure, so... Um, but that's part of the beauty and the, and the majesty of the whole thing. So, but yeah, if you live in Utah and it's, it's actually, I don't know if anybody for their, their one thing or their, their most unique thing. I don't know if anybody's ever said the Capitol building, but I would definitely mm-hmm. say that's on the list of things. Oh, for me at 100% is if you, you were coming go, to visit, you should go check well, that and out. And I think you can do a self-guided tours still during, even during COVID. Yeah, I, I think it is. And then, and then there's the museums and there's the different places right around it. A couple of museums. There's the old mm-hmm. meeting hall. I mean, and most of those I would assume are open now. Well, and if you want to go on a hike and some peaks right up above it, uh, you go. Um, what's the memorial? What's the garden that's right there that everybody gets married at? Uh, no idea. Memory Grove? Uh, yes, thank yeah, you. Memory yeah, Grove. Memory Grove's pretty close to there. Yeah, that's literally just down the street. Yeah, if you if you go to Memory Grove, though, in the evenings, we prepared for sword fighting and vampires. It's weird. It's Yeah. And pot. <laughs> Lots of pot. Um, but it, it really is. I, I think you're right. I don't know if anyone has ever said that's, that's a one thing, but it is. Absolutely stunning. It's a really beautiful capital to, to go to, and it's, it's one that is pretty accessible. So. The architecture is amazing. I know they used to give tours to, like, the architect students to, to go look at that basement. I don't, I'm sure they still do. I, don't, I would imagine if you really wanted to, you could go check it out. It is pretty cool. It is pretty fascinating. So, Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight uh, for this week's episode. Hopefully you guys liked it. Um, I want to thank Folk Hogan. They're playing again. Um, I don't know where, but uh, they do have shows. Uh, they do our intro and outro music. Oh, excuse me. I'm out of water and I need to drink something. Um, no, I'm okay. I'll be all right. We got like five minutes left of this shit. Uh, <laughs> but I want to thank them because it means a lot to us that they did that for us. Uh, we still use it to this day. I really like it. Um, and uh, share the episode. That's what helps us more than anything is if you guys share uh, our episodes. 
Um, of course, like us on whatever platform that you, uh, uh, you peruse the podcast, that, whether that's. I gotta say, we got a lot of really cool guests coming up in the next little bit. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be on the show, reach out to us. I just it's, booked our first December guest today. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, our, our, uh, email is the new Utah podcast at gmail.com. Um, so just shoot an email there if you want to, you want to get booked. That's the easiest way. Um, Bree is happy to, uh, assist you. Um, in booking, just know that, like she said, we just booked a guest in December. Well, so we are booked solid. Through so we ran into, we ran into some issues with the last few guests because I sent them all at once and I, of course, gave them all the same dates and they all picked the same. Date. The same yeah. So I gave it to the first person and then the next email I went to, I was like, Oh, I just booked that. Sorry. And then the next person I went to wanted, like, but anyway, but so we are we are booked. Uh, we're we're booked through most of October, I think, at this point. Um, yeah, I think October is booked. So not that things don't change, um, and definitely like sometimes things come up, and we know a guest's not going to make it like a week in advance, so we'll try to fill that spot. Um, and so we're we're always uh, looking for new guests. Um, they like to come to us. Um, but we, we love talking to people. We have, if you have ideas, if you know somebody interesting or something. I'm so disappointed that our guests, uh, like late September isn't going to be able to come because that would have been a great guest to have, but I totally understand why they had to back out. (laughs) But Jeremy was able to find a a pretty cool replacement. So I confirmed that today. Yeah. I did also confirm that, um, Jeremy does not get to invite every coffee truck and food truck that he stops at. Um, he tries. <laughs> I try. <laughs> they they try too, but um, <laughs> uh, this year coffee trucks only. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't man. It's a lot of coffee trucks. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't have much else to say. Um, 